How to get success with B2B marketing, video marketing. I know it's hard because you need to compete with other videos that we have online, but you need to cover your audience. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Sergey Ross. How are you? Hi. Hi, Anatoly. Great. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I really like the intro. That looks amazing. Whatever these guys are doing, they know what they're doing. Yeah, my team is in Ukraine and, you know, it's interesting because I never give them the exact task what they need to create. I just tell them, okay, I have a guest. Please create something uh, short but interesting. You know, uh, don't copy others, uh, be specific, yeah. and they play with with that. So uh, they changed a few formats, uh, and we are looking for ways how to improve it. So yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay, Sergey, yeah. uh, we had a podcast uh, that was enjoyable, fun, valuable. Remind about your experience, background, business for new listeners uh, that we get on our podcast, and tell why you pay so much attention to video marketing. Certainly, um, I'll, I'll make it brief. Um, so, because I think if you guys are listening, you can always go back to the previous episode. We talked about video as well, talked about content before um, in quite in depth. Um, now, uh, so who I am, I'm a marketer. Uh, I do content marketing and video marketing at the moment. Um, I've worked in marketing for six, seven years, probably. I've covered uh, all kinds of areas, demand generation, uh, marketing operations, um, and then I went into content marketing, specifically working on podcast production, uh, LinkedIn posts, and um, then then into video, doing a YouTube video on my own channel, doing YouTube uh, for other clients that I'm working with right now. And then recently, well, five months ago, I co-founded a company called Sway, where we produce B2B videos fully remotely. And we do that for B2B companies in a slightly different way uh, and that they could get value and they could get impact for their campaigns that translates uh, into sales. So this is a very brief intro. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about uh, something that it's hard to uh, reply, to answer to this question. But anyway, I get this question a lot about viral videos. And I love the story from uh, Lloyd Richards. Uh, he published a book 11 years ago, and he spent like 14 years to write a single book, uh, mm -hmm. many years. Then he used many different marketing and sales uh, methods, channels, but it didn't work. So he couldn't sell this book like uh, random sales. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok about this book uh, from account with zero followers. This mm -hmm. video became viral. Now, uh, plus 50 million people watch this video. And today, this book is bestseller on Amazon. You know, it's interesting. Of course, I'm curious. I watched this video a few times, uh, trying to understand how to win uh, 50 million people. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, what they found, it's not like nice-looking design. No, just simple design. But that was true story. You know, a simple story yes. that uh, it's honest, it's transparent, you know, many epithets we can use, but, you know, uh, uh, I enjoyed this video, and yeah, right. uh, this video can catch attention, and uh, it provokes curiosity. What kind of book is this? You know, I want to <laughs> read this book because, yeah, the author spent 14 years, you know, uh, and uh, what I can tell about this video, it's creative. It's not like copying others, not dancing, not singing, uh, not trends, just creative video. Can you tell how to become creative in your video content? Yeah, it was a great build-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how do you become creative? Um, I 
look, I think it's about uh, you consuming uh, consuming different types of content um, and speaking with people and reading and actively practicing. Um, there's no one simple way to do it. Uh, I'll give you my example. I watch a ton of YouTube videos. I like watching movies. Um, I would read things. I would listen to things. Um, I like music. And so when I'm ready to, when I'm creating a new video, I will have lots of ideas what I could do, what I would want, what style I want to try, what format I want to try. But then subconsciously you, you relate to different things that you watched and you watch it because you enjoy it. Uh, so you consume a lot of these things uh, because you enjoy them. And then your mind does all the karate uh, black belt level that tries to put it together, package it together into different things. And then at a certain point, you put it to an ultimate test. You make a video and then you put it to the audience and the audience will say, this is great or this is absolutely awful. Uh, and that's most of the time it doesn't go very well, but sometimes it does. You know, so so it's, it's, uh, it's really a process of consumption and, and seeing how others do it. And at first you certainly copy, you copy others, you copy other styles and that's okay. Uh, over time you develop your own style. Like you said, and it's a lot of, to do with the cre creative approach. It's a lot to do with your personality. And, and the type of video you want to make, but it does absolutely start with consumption uh, and just seeing what others do, how they do, what is their meth um, like methodology and uh, tap it into specific things that you enjoy. What do you find quirky? What do you find weird about this specific thing? Um, example, you're uh, reviewing glasses, for example. There are lots of glass reviews on, on YouTube. Um, what you want to focus on is the specific things that you thought were weird about these glasses or were really cool about these glasses. That's what makes the video unique. That's what will make people are interested because I could guarantee you that uh, whatever you find cool or weird, there's going to be a lot of people who will think the same thing. But if you just review the product in the same way as everybody else, well, it will be basically the same thing. And that's what most people are doing. Now, of course, product review is just one specific format. There's so many others, like interview we're doing now, like like monologues, uh, like vlogs and all, all other things. Um, so yeah, I, I would think about it this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sergey, I have the question about uh, finding the balance between consistency uh, or frequency you know because uh, uh, I, I i think that content creators uh, often uh, misunderstand uh, frequency consistency you know because uh, consistency doesn't mean that you need to publish every single day it means that no. you need no. to be consistent on in that way and i see two styles for example gary v he mm -hmm. can post a lot of video content every single day uh, and uh, it's not like uh, nice looking design yeah he loves to inspire others uh, and people love it you know so he uh, uh, yeah i think he has some uh, viral videos but in most cases uh, they don't uh, they're not virals but uh, he uh, got uh, engagement every single day just to mm -hmm. increase uh, and we see the success uh, his company has more than 2,000 employees, uh, well-known right. brand. Uh, and uh, another way uh, is to pay attention to quality as much as possible. It takes time to film a video. For example, uh, you need to research, to analyze, to create something. So can you tell how to find the balance for new content creators between uh, frequency and consistency? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a great question. And 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 um, um, I mean, I'm going through this. I went through this. I'm going through this and uh, I'm still experimenting with this, but I have a pretty uh, good, I have a strong opinion on this. I think um, you're right. 
briefly, there are two approaches by and large. One is you create fewer videos, but you create them with better quality, with more research that are more fun to watch. Second approach, you create more videos every day, every second day, but they're not as, uh, as well produced. Um, both approaches work. That is really key. Both could work. You could produce one video a week. You could produce one video every two weeks, and it's going to be like a mini documentary. It will probably work. You can do every video per day um, and that will work when you are starting out. And if I were to start out right now, I would absolutely create one video either every day or one video every second day. So four videos a week, five videos a week. Absolutely. And try as hard as possible to ignore the quality and ignore the fact that it looks shitty. The reason why. It's because what you're looking to do at the beginning is purely to learn um, how to be better on camera. You are looking to learn the mechanics. You're looking to, to build the habit and you're looking to learn as much as possible about the craft, not necessarily the production, unless you are a video editor. Most of us who produce, who are in the video are not necessarily there because we are the best editors in the world. We are there because we could tell a story. We are there because we could do things with our hands or something else. So you want to do more quantity, not the quality. Uh, and as a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing. Uh, I will be producing three videos. I think it's three videos a week, which is not ideal because I personally prefer higher quality videos. I love highly produced videos, but at the same time, I feel because I do report on the war in Ukraine, the events are moving so quickly that by the time I tell one story, it's already a little bit out of date. There's there's new event happened yesterday. There's something yeah. that's going to happen tomorrow. I need I need speed. So I need, I need to uh, kind of give up a little bit on the production, but that's the way that I would uh, consider this, yeah. um, this, this question. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's terrible in Ukraine, but Ukraine provides a good job, you know, to change the world that we know. And, you know, yes. I yes. think uh, the same uh, issue we had in many other countries, including the U S uh, the U S had in history, uh, is, many wars uh, so and uh, it's only one way to build democracy <laughs> we need to destroy regimes that we have okay uh yes. Sergei, let's uh let's talk about uh something that um uh, uh, pushes people you know that, that push people to bounce videos for example mm -hmm. on youtube uh 80 of people leave videos in the first 20 seconds uh i think mm -hmm. we have the same issue on tiktok you know when i take tiktok you know i usually uh make like this if, if i don't like the content uh by the way you know it's interesting that i removed tiktok for, for some time uh oh, really? let me explain why yeah because tiktok learned all my mind and uh, <laughs> uh, tiktok shares only content that i like so much and after spending two hours to watch all these videos i got it no way i need to pay attention to my job i, I love video content but uh, i have no time to watch this content and every single time when i decided to watch tiktok i usually do it in a restroom uh, but after restroom i can i keep watching this all these videos because tiktok provides a good job to learn uh, uh I don't know, interest, recommendations. Incredible. Yeah, incredible, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to create a new account. <laughs> Hope TikTok will, know, uh, will not know for some time, you know, what I like. Incognito, incognito, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to ask you about algorithms. You know, it's, uh, I watched an interview with Mr. Beast, and he mm -hmm. told how he learned YouTube. 
he spent like 10 hours a day to watch all YouTube videos, to analyze why people are watching this video, how uh, videos can retain uh, uh, people longer. Uh, but, you know, I think algorithms uh, are changing, but humans are the same, psychology mm-hmm. the same. I love marketing books that were written many years ago, like before digital. And I can relate all these insights to uh, yeah. existing digital format. Can you tell about uh, creating non-boring content? You know, how to create non-boring content for B2B? Okay, I need to share value. I need mm-hmm. to help others. But if it's boring, nobody cares. No, people don't like it. So any tips about that? Yeah, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah B2B is, is a bit different in a sense that... Um, like to to be even before that fundamentals rarely change fundamentals rarely change if you find that if you make a video that is interesting uh, that keeps people watching probably algorithm will recommend it so yes it's worth spending quite a bit of time just looking at how do you hook the readers the viewers but then fundamentals are not that different like it's not all about the hashtags yes all of that matters hashtag thumbnails titles that matters but fundamentally you need to show something really interesting really cool how do you make so so that's that's on on a general level there's a big difference between b2c uh, and B2B. Uh, B2B is generally very niche. So most of the videos don't reach uh, more than 10,000 views by and large. Uh, if they do, that's quite rare. Um, so it is harder. It's a lot harder to go viral, but the fundamentals are still the same. What really matters is your personality. Personality is a really big factor. A lot of times, especially in B2B, people are a little bit, they're either not great on video and maybe they're a little fake. Maybe they're a little bit too... Uh, they don't have enough energy. Um, that all that happens so often. So you want to have a good personality, strong personality, strong energy to be on video. That's the first fundamental thing. If that is not there, unfortunately, the best script is not going to save you. And I've I've seen that happen. They have an amazing script, just doesn't work. Then it is about the story. It is about the story. Like, can you uh, show something that people really want to know? And I would say one of the really key components is when uh, when you're working on the script is being truly honest is this really the new thing is this really or maybe not new but is it really like something that is truly valuable to people or it's kind of valuable but we just need to push the video so that's what we're going to do uh, typically the content that goes that, that that does very well has a lot of value uh, fundamental value that you're really showing your experience a lot of times it's like hey i sent this a thousand emails here's what happened here's how this email uh, gave me an opportunity of one million plus uh, dollars that those are really cool and you're actually showing it people are going to watch that so it generally fundamentally needs to be compelling because a lot of times it's just not compelling it's not interesting and we lie to ourselves saying no it's all right it's not too bad no it is terrible it is terrible. And then you're, 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 you are not, are you going to watch your own video? If you're not going to watch your own video, then this is your answer, right? So, so there's some truth behind that. Um, and then, um, and then just nailing the basics of editing, um, adding a little bit of an intro, a little bit of a hook. Hey, here's what I'm going to show you. Here's how this works. Adding a, um, a contrarian or adding a thought provoking statement at the beginning. Um, and being, not being too clickbaity, I would say. So like you're, you're, you're promising something in the title, you're promising something in the first line of the video and you're not delivering, probably not a good idea to do that. So I would say just these things um, would be quite important. Also not making the video too long. Don't try to throw everything into one thing. Like sometimes 
uh, especially in B2B, they would have a video about this is the ultimate B2B guide for cold email and the video is eight minutes long. It's too long. Nobody's going to watch the thing. Like people don't watch it. Give me a specific information I need to know. And um, a lot of times it's about understanding who you're speaking to. If I know exactly, if I know exactly who you are, and I know exactly your level of education and your level of knowledge about email, I'm going to make my video, my script a lot shorter. I'm not going to be telling you everything about email. Email started in 1978. You know it. Uh, you know what Google is. You know what uh, Apple Mail is. I'm going to give you the specifics that you didn't know, which makes my script a lot shorter, which makes my video infinitely more relevant to you. So it's, it's personality. It's having a good script. It's really understanding your audience. Um, and being able to tell a compelling story, show, share experience, give specific thoughts, uh, maybe bring something who's an expert. Um, and most of the time, it does work better. Yeah, nice, nice. Can you tell about this script, how to create this script? Uh, for example, if someone has no experience and want to create this script, uh, because, you know, I see uh, we have no one template, <laughs> you know, for all videos, yeah. for example, I enjoy. I don't know if you do, uh, if you know this guy uh, Vladimir Shmudenko, mm -hmm. uh, but you know mm -hmm. his channel uh, calls uh, Anatoly. Anatoly, you can Might search. Have on... seen it. Could have seen yeah, it. you I can search know. on YouTube. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, man, it's like it will be like TikTok. You know, because <laughs> if you watch him, uh, you know uh, this uh, guy uh, films pranks about uh, bodybuilders, you know, so he mm -hmm. comes to gyms. Uh, he, he's not uh, big, but uh, he has power, you know, and he can take big uh, weights, you know, and people are surprised, <laughs> wow, how he can do it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I recommend anyone, if you have time, you can watch these videos because it's so viral, you know. <laughs> you will watch all his videos, you know. And yes. uh, he uh, created English channel, uh like six months ago right now he has more than uh one million uh, subscribers uh a lot of million views i don't know it's, mm -hmm. it's really hard to count but yeah. no uh, i'm interested about script can you tell yeah. how to create a script yeah yeah uh, i mean it, it depends on the type of the video but fundamentally in generally what you want to have is in the, on the most basic level you want to have some kind of a hook something to uh to grab people's attention, you want to have um, the intro to your story. You always want to think about the script as a story. What is the story? How does the story start? Uh, what is the buildup to the story? Then there's a middle part of the story. Uh, like for example, I went outside. That's a starting, that I went outside of my home. Then I saw this car crashing by, and then that's the middle part of the story. And then in the end, um, I, um, reported an accident. I called 911. Uh, fundamentally, that's really what you want to be telling. And fundamentally, that is the base, the baseline for the script. Um, so that's, that's a starter. Um, I mean, a lot of times um, what you want to do is being very clear on the theme. And the theme is incredibly important. What this video is about. What is the theme of the video? The theme of the video is, is this about the car crash? Is this about the fact that somebody survives the car crash? You want to find, identify a clear specific theme that this video answers and, and make sure that the script actually doesn't deviate from the theme. And that's very difficult to do.
Now, your question was a little bit different. You said, look, what is the structure? Well, the structure is you grab people's attention. You either show them something. You either tell them something that they didn't know. They give them a certain fact. Like, hey, can you imagine that this, this, this happened, that happened? Um, then one of my most successful videos on YouTube was about Putin and capitulation. I told them, hey, Putin is about to capitulate in Ukraine. And I was one of the first people who did it on YouTube. Like, that's true. And then I basically went to add other voices, the, the deputies from St. Petersburg who were actually realistic, like they were speaking to CNN. I cut that in, cut that script in. And then I started telling the story. Here's what happened. Ukrainian counteroffensive retook the, uh, the territory, size of Portugal, blah, 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 blah. And then people watched a ton of it. It was like 300,000 views until it was taken down uh, because of a three second copyright violation uh, from the animation video. Um, so yeah, so like, but you, you want to have a good hook. You want to have a really compelling story in the middle. Uh, you want to show your best stuff first. The best stuff always shown, you need to be showing it first, not in the end, not in the middle, not later. Um, and then uh, don't make the video too long in a sense that if it doesn't specifically follow the theme of the video and the theme needs to be specific, cut it out. Cut it out. Think about your audience as much as possible when you're creating a script. Do you need this extra part? Do you need this, these extra words? And because every second is, is a big deal. Um, I watched Casey Neistat, his course, when he was editing video and how he was doing vlog. And I was shocked at how incredibly tough he was on himself to make sure that, hey, I don't need this stuff. I, my, my audience is going to find this boring. If I'm going to add this scene, this scene must be only 3.5 seconds, only three. I don't have more time because people's going to get bored. You're always thinking about, is it going to make my audience boring? And that is incredibly difficult to do. And I, I certainly don't think about it all the time, but he does. And his videos make like, get like a, a millions of views. But that's what Mr. B, Mr. Mr. Beast does for sure. It's like people have attention span of like 10, 15, 20 seconds. And then within that time frame, things need to be changing. Something needs to be changing on the screens, changing on the story, um, and um, and 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 kind of going through that in a script is important. Uh, there are structures of scripts that are different, uh, like more for, for example, for product introduction or for introducing your service. Then I could give you more specific steps. But on a general scale, I would just keep it as intro, hook, intro, mid part of the story, and then end story, and then like some call yeah. to action. Yeah. Love it, love it. Valuable. Yeah, I think, you know, if you want to watch Mr. Beast, you need to have 20 minutes because if I have no 20 minutes, I know this guy can hook me. You know, I will watch <laughs> until then, even if I have no time. You know? yes. and you mentioned about YouTube violation. Can you tell more about that? Because, you know, uh, I often watch uh, YouTube videos uh, when they yes. share some video content from other YouTube channels, from TV shows, and uh, sometimes they can uh, hide uh, the screen and share only sound. Sometimes they can show uh, everything from TV, from other YouTube channels. Can you tell how to uh, create, how to take this content uh, without violation rules? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not an expert on, on, on copyright, but I've had quite a few videos taken down and I had a strike on my channel one, which is good. Now I think it's been removed. Um, so essentially, mm -hmm. uh, there are channels that allow you to take their video. Like, for example, I would take a video from CNN, from, um, from Times, uh, from, uh, from Telegraph, from uh, Bloomberg. Like, I'm allowed to take that content and repurpose it as much as I want. Um, sometimes, uh, like, I, I can retake the bit from Joe Rogan. 
um, I think. But I think they have like a limitation on the on the on the on number of seconds that you that you're allowed to do. So it really depends what I do and what I what I usually do is, for example, if I'm not certain I'm allowed to use a certain piece of content, um, I would download a bunch of videos um, that I would consider adding certain bits into in my in my um, uh, in my video I would chop them up in a very rough way I just just take a few big chunks I would put them in my timeline I would export that video without me in it just purely as a as a, as a b-roll essentially and I would upload onto my channel as unlisted so what I'm doing is I'm going to uh, let YouTube to validate that content and YouTube is going to tell me is this all clean mm -hmm. because I'm not sure if it's not then why would it be what why would I be even wasting my time going through the video finding the bits that I like because I've done that before so the, the worst thing that can happen uh, and that's what happened to me with it uh, with the Putin capitulation video is that you you finish the product it's amazing it works really well and then boom they just take you down for some small little thing that you've missed so I would just validate uh, that everything that I like could be used if something is flagged by YouTube, I will get rid of that video and I'm only going to use whatever is clean. Now, in terms of what you asked about, could you cover things with, with like, do you use sound? Do you use the picture? Um, I think uh, YouTube uh, does, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they, they, they look at the sound. I think it's sound and picture. Um, I, I know I, I had an issue with a, with a few bits from with a, that had, um, I think it was Rolling Stones on. I couldn't, I couldn't use it, even though this was like a, a documentary that was technically uh, I was allowed to use it on on on, mm -hmm. on YouTube. So the sound could be an issue, um, but uh, I, I'm not. I don't know for, uh, with the picture. Like if, if the picture could be a problem, it could be a challenge. But I would always recommend to upload it uh, before um, and not even try to work in on the video um, until you know that it's that it's good to go. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got it. Okay, let's talk about. Uh, by the way, you know, I often see from uh, you know uh, some bloggers can uh, show Russian propaganda. You know their yeah. uh, TV shows uh, when uh, Skabeva, many yes. other like Solovyov. Yeah, when they tell we will destroy Ukraine, we will destroy all world. We yeah, mm -hmm. enemies are everywhere. So, uh, but they use like uh, it's original content they use, and uh, YouTube doesn't strike this video. So, yeah, I think uh, I use the two. I use the two, by mm -hmm. the way. I've used uh, Salvio and I've I've used Salvio for sure uh, in one of my, one of my videos, and it was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't. Um, I I don't remember. I downloaded it from somewhere, but it was just perfect clip illustrating the story, and I, I did use mm -hmm. it. it. It it is odd. I I uh, some yeah for certain channels they I think the channel needs to um, they need to submit a strike for for my channel, um, and and sometimes they they just don't they just don't do it. That said, when I had an issue with that um, video with the three second animation, that animation I downloaded from Twitter. And YouTube did not flag it. It was clean, and I uploaded. I uploaded it because it did so well. So many people saw it. The guy who created animation on Twitter saw it too, and because he doesn't like, um, he obviously doesn't want to tell people the truth. He just took it down. He submitted a strike to my channel. Uh, so I, I read redone it. I, I just cut out his animation, and then I just changed it to a clip from uh, Sky Sky News, I think, or Sky uh, uh, Sky News, and then reuploaded mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Got it, got it. By the way, guys, if you don't know Solovyov or Skabeva, we mentioned them. Um, yeah, these guys are waiting for Gaga, <laughs> uh, the international court. So these people can poison uh, mind of Russian people, of 
other people. So yeah, uh, they work for Putin. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, leave yes. this. Uh, yeah, these stupid people <laughs> in some places. Okay. Uh, I'm interested about uh, selling in your video content. For example, if B2B companies uh, create video format. Can you tell how to submit call to action? Because I often see the issue when uh, companies get a lot of views, uh, great views, but they can't sell the product in that. So uh, it's like, you know, uh, it's the same issue uh, we have with website content when websites mm -hmm. have traffic, but uh, traffic didn't convert, uh, didn't sell. So any tips about that? Yeah, I, I, th I don't think it's just the video that is a challenge. Uh, if, if we haven't, we, we, we looked at it on our website analytics as well. I, I don't think it is just the, just the video itself. I think it's also to do with um, how well the, the, the copy is on the website, how well the service or the product is positioned. Uh, is it clear enough for people that, um, what exactly it is, what is the differentiator, uh, is this really compelling for them to go and submit like the form? So what kind of form is it? How long does it take? Right. So there's a lot of these uh, things that needs to be taken into account. If we look specifically for the video uh, in terms of call to action, look, I think uh, you want to have ideally you, well, obviously it's only one call to action. You don't want to have more than one. Um, you, you don't want to wait for the end. Preferably, you would have it somewhere in the middle or uh, right after or right before the most compelling moment. You would be like, hey, guys, just a quick note before we go any further. Um, this is what I'm doing. or This is really what would help me going forward or uh, keep making these videos that you enjoy. Um, go to this channel and go sign up, fill out this form, and you could you know, uh, join this or sign up for this. Uh, and this is going to allow me to get to this point. And I appreciate it. And now back to the story. So not, not doing it completely at the end, which of course is standard, but doing it in the middle, doing it right before the most compelling point. There's a guy who is called Mentor Pilot, incredible, incredible aviation pilot. He flies, I think he's from the UK, flies the 777 Boeing. And um, he has a 1.2, 1.4 million people. And he does this air crash investigations, one of the best on YouTube easily. And before the most interesting point, before the actual crash, he's like, hey, guys, just before we go further, the message from my sponsor, <laughs> he, he does this pre-roll. It's great. I don't watch it, of course. I'm going to skip it. But it's right comes right before you... Obviously, we're watching this video because we want to see when the plane's going to go down and how he's going to explain it because his stories are phenomenal. And that's where he cuts in to that, uh, to that call to action. So better than right in the end and certainly better right than at the very beginning. At the very beginning, it could work if your channel is massive. It's like, hey, guys, this video is sponsored by Squarespace or whatever. That's fine. That, that's all right. Especially if it's, a, if it's just like a, you know, like a standard sponsor that you have. It's not for you. Like, whatever. If they paid for that spot, no problem. But usually you want to have it somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, Sergey, let's talk about uh, mistakes. Can you list common mistakes? that uh, companies still do by creating video content and your tips how to find a much better way. Uh, mistakes. Well, um, the mistake, uh, there are lots of them. Um, I think the big mistake uh, that in, if we were to look at the B2B video is that videos are boring. Uh, certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, a boring video uh, that has a pretty weak script uh, that uh, uses, uh, it, it doesn't have a strong intro. Um, it doesn't have sometimes a strong presenter. Uh, 
So it's just not, I'm like, why am I watching this? Um, and they don't present something compelling. They usually uh, tell you something that is, that looks more like from the TV, from the 2000s or from the uh, late 90s. The challenge is that, well, it's there's no longer the TV. You can watch anything else. So they, they, they just make the videos that are, that are not strong, um, they don't have a strong script. Um, and uh, often uh, people there are either a little bit fake or using a little bit too many marketing words, like this is gonna scale well, or this is going to be this next big thing. Uh, this is going to disrupt everything. They're using words that just don't mean anything, the marketing words, the buzzwords, uh, which you absolutely want to avoid because nobody really knows what it means. Everybody just tosses the word around. Um, and then um, they are a little bit, either well too highly produced or too terribly produced it's an odd balance because in b2b you have videos that are produced like a movie that you that it's just not necessary like i'm i'm basically talking to you and then like i'm, I'm like the camera focuses on me straight ahead and then in three seconds the camera cuts and shows me from the side i could guarantee you nobody cares how i look from the side absolutely zero people care about it but they put the second camera and they charge extra two grand that company to 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 show my other my side of the face why it's just stupid um and and um, because that's been a standard for well 15 years i could guarantee you it means nothing um and then mm -hmm. sometimes they show the b-roll uh, the b-roll that like with people who are, look like, like robots they're not real but everybody keeps showing it uh doesn't help <laughs> doesn't help <laughs> just just take your camera film people in your office show real people real humans i guarantee you it's going to work so much better and by the way it's free like you don't have to pay for that b-roll that the company charges you so there's a lot of mistakes uh and fundamentally mm, that makes video that is a little bit too boring and a little bit too not very relevant uh but it does look it does look nicely produced um on the other end, there are videos that are produced absolutely terribly. So there are companies who are like, well, we can just turn on the web camera like this and then just record a video and it's going to be fine. No, <laughs> most of the time your audio is, is pretty shitty. Um, if your audio is terrible, people are not going to listen to you. If, uh, you, if, you, if your camera quality is not great, that could work. Uh, if you get good personality, you're talking about something compelling. But if the audio sucks, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, got uh, it. And and, and yeah. the reason and the reason why it all happens, Anjali, is because uh, there's nobody who um, understands um, how to produce videos on a YouTube level, on a creator level. Very few people. There are a few B two B companies that know how to do it. There is HubSpot. Um, there is Lemlist. There are a few starting to appear. That basically what they've done. They've hired individual YouTube creators. They're paying them a couple of grand a month, and they like basically like myself and then they're creating videos for them there's one person who knows how to do it and they do it and it does work well well it does look great uh, but most of the times uh, most of the other companies they're uh, still doing it by hiring expensive production companies mm -hmm. nice nice uh, when we had the first episode uh ai was not like we have today, ChatGPT, many other things. So uh, ChatGPT changed the game. And uh, yes. I I spoke with Jeff Coyle, uh, co-founder of uh, Market Muse. Uh, and he told me that in the future, we will have three companies. The first company will develop AI. The second company will implement AI. And the third company will be obsolete. 
you know <laughs> so nobody cares about this company so yes. uh, you know i see uh, content creators use a lot uh, chat gpt to create texts even to draw pictures you know with dl2 what mm-hmm. about video content uh, what do you think uh, do we need to use ai video uh, editors today and if it's yes uh, then tell how to do it <laughs> yeah of course uh, I, i i don't think the ai is 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 there yet for for video uh, for for i don't think it's ready yet for the videos mm-hmm. that people would want to be watching um yeah. you can make videos with ai uh, that are decent uh, that are far better than what we had before that like purely r- robo voice just with with like some really terrible slides it can do a lot better it can get contextual pictures it could get decent contextual b-roll it could automate it it could speak like a human so that that is fantastic the challenge is that that it's still not the video people want to watch so yes you can make a video faster and yes it is a lot better but most of the time it is not the video that people want, would want to be watching which is of course what you care about and the reason why you want to be making the video. Uh, what I think about AI, I think it's going to absolutely change everything because of it, it is just it, it is a technology that is far more powerful than anybody could have imagined. For example, if you're transcribing text, you're 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 doing transcripts or you're doing uh, video scripts, um ChatGPT could help a lot. Uh, I don't think it's pure I don't think it's good enough yet to write the script. Uh, because um it can write a script uh, but and it's pretty good actually for a lot of people it, it's quite decent it sometimes is not able to fully mimic your style uh, especially if you're a good writer if you're a good writer mm-hmm. yeah like there's still ways that you can do it quite a bit better because there's it's still a little bit of a computer but that said i don't think we're far away from a point where it will create unbelievable quality unbelievable and i don't i think this will happen very soon with chatgpt 4.5 or 5 whatever they call it it is incredibly powerful um they are going to take out the um, character limits that they have i think it's about 15000 characters with space right now uh, the, the amount of text you would paste um yeah I, i'm sure there will be an opportunity to train the model better meaning you will be able to have a folder uh you know like marketers have a swipe file where they inc- they have the best examples of stuff well you would the same way you would have a swipe file for a writing style or for script style and you would just take the very best ones and then you would upload it into chatgpt and then you would start from that you could you could do it now but the thing is is that because of the character limit you can't upload a lot of different samples you could upload them in chunks if you upload them in chunks uh you're using those 25 or 35 requests per 3 hours. So there's a bit of a limitation there. Um that will be changed, but the short answer uh yes, uh, AI will be a big big differentiator and uh people will be replaced uh, when uh, oh. when it comes to video. <laughs> yeah, you replied to to my uh next question, you know, about the future. So anyway, that's why I'm asking another question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, about your experience, you know, uh, uh iPhone that I usually get high results with clients who understand SEO. So if they understand, then yeah, we can go ahead to create high quality content to rank well. Uh, but if they don't, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from best experts like Lily Ray, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Phillips, Chelsea Alves, uh, plus 20 top experts uh, created uh, video content and articles for my course. Uh, uh, it, it costs like 10-20 dollars, not a lot, but they can learn the basic, how it works. Then we can cooperate together. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
can you tell if you started today from scratch uh, without any experience how to learn uh, about creating video content um yes how to learn to create video content um i think the best way is to start uh, creating video content on, on tiktok um mm-hmm. and just watch other creators how they do it um and and i, th- I think uh, I mean, follow your interest slash slash your goal in a sense that if you're creating video for fun then certainly lean into your interests what you're interested in and then just start making videos on tiktok with your phone This is by far the best opportunity that exists. Uh, I would complete. I would not even care about YouTube at all um, be, for for at the beginning, at the beginning, because TikTok just yes has so much more organic reach. It shows it shows it to way more people. Um, but then, if you're doing it for the business side, I would find business related accounts on TikTok and literally just copy them and start doing that for your business. Like, what are the uh, biggest? What are the key questions that people ask you? Uh, in your sales process, in your marketing, uh, what what are they most misunderstand about your product, about the challenges of the industry, about the challenges of your competitor landscape? Start talking about it. Share results. Share what you've done. Share what you're working on, uh, and you're going to start seeing results. Literally, would film it with a phone. Uh, would make sure it's done consistently every week, and then later on, you could move on to uh, doing it for YouTube Shorts, which basically is the same thing, with a, except that it has to be 60 seconds long and not longer. Uh, but that mm-hmm. that that would be the easy. Like I wouldn't worry about anything else. Literally, just take a phone with a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. I need to get back my TikTok <laughs> to change my account, <laughs> you know, to watch again these videos on TikTok because guys don't get this trap you know the as i did before you know <laughs> so yes. you can learn your mind and share content that you can't stop watching you know? it's too good it's better than instagram it's even better than instagram yeah love it love it. sergey it's a big pleasure again uh to get on my show to learn from you tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you yeah so the best way is to uh to connect with me either on linkedin or on youtube um so linkedin would be we'll we'll have a link somewhere uh, with my url you guys could just go and just hit connect send me a message uh, that would be probably the easiest way uh, my youtube channel it's uh, called sre live it's purely about ukraine and russia if you're interested in that topic of course um mm-hmm. Give it a take a look at it. I'm I'm posting videos regularly there, uh, and those will be the best channels. I have a TikTok account, uh, but I, I need to start start back working on it uh, because uh, I've been uh, taking a pause lately. So LinkedIn and YouTube will be best. Ah, uh, you you did this post as well. I got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. I know TikTok. Is, <laughs> yeah, TikTok knows how to uh, make that people can make a post. You know, like it is poker star. Yeah, it, it is hard, yeah. and and you know I think uh, with TikTok uh, I've I've made uh, quite a quite a few videos, and um, I was getting a lot of comments. So like I would get a couple hundred comments per video, and um, mm. it's difficult to respond to all of them. I certainly uh, don't have that much experience in responding to that many comments. So like um, if I try to respond to all of them, uh, it will take me like 25 minutes per video. Um, and it's, 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 a, it, it takes time. It takes time. And then there are a lot of, uh, nasty comments because of course this is, uh, this is politics and war. There's going to be bots. There's going to be people calling you names, uh, which, which is, which is okay. That that's a part of the game. Uh, and, but, but it, it was certainly something that I, uh, I'm figuring out how to deal with this, like comments wise, like how do I, <laughs> I just, I want to respond, but I need to find a way to do it better. Yeah, 
Got it. Got it. By the way, in Poker Star, uh, you know, I don't play poker, but I yes. know from my friend, uh, they have the feature, for example, to uh, post playing for some time, like for a month uh, or for a few weeks. Uh, that means you can't use Poker Star for this time if you uh, set up this feature because pe- people can lose a lot of money you now playing this game. I think TikTok can use the same feature you know, <laughs> to stop <laughs> watching TikTok videos because, yeah, uh, yeah, two hours, you know, for me, it's hard to stop watching these videos. Yeah, so crazy. There okay. is. there. Uh, that's a great point, and I'll quick, uh, briefly mention, uh, so I, I haven't done too much of it, but there is in iOS, uh, in, in Apple iOS, there is uh, a setting that they've introduced, I think, with iOS 14, um, mm-hmm. where you could set time limits per specific apps. You could set Ooh. time limits per 24 hours and I think time limits per week for specific applications. So the moment, let's say the time runs out, let's say you set an hour for TikTok, the time runs out, the, lo- the app is going to be locked. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't you can't actually use it. You will need to go back to settings. You will need to unlock it with your pass passcode and then you will need to say, okay, I understand. And then you need to you need to click quite a lot of things. So you could set time limits for specific applications in your iOS. This is built in by Apple. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to set up, but that would be probably uh, one way. And I, I need to do it myself for Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. But, but I know me. I know me. I will change uh, the settings <laughs> if I get this limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks a lot for listening and watching us. I'll submit all links to YouTube channel, uh, to other uh, website content, to LinkedIn account in the description below. You can follow Sergey. You can reach out to ask a lot more questions and see you next time.